Welcome to the segment where I review movies past and present, examining them from a variety of perspectives, including the subjective, psychological, and personal. Informative and occasionally funny, this is Logan Land Rants. Welcome to Logan Land Rants. Today we're talking about The Hateful Eight. A bit of a step up considering last, well, same week we talked about Clerks. Uh, In case you didn't know, I was going through a bit of a technical difficulty. I didn't have immediate access to my files, partially due to location inconvenience. But now I am back and talking about the the Hateful Eight the same week I'm talking about Clerks. So if you've seen my Clerks podcast, you know that there is stuff I like about it and stuff I don't like. But today we're talking about a director I have generally liked for the most part, and that is Quentin Tarantino. Most people know the general story. He was a video clerk for years after dropping out of high school. And there's also the interesting thing that I think all filmmakers, and including me, love, is that he loves cinema. He just loves it. Like, there's no way around it. He likes a lot of old cinema, stuff you wouldn't normally see in theaters nowadays, but then he just reinvigorates it and makes it his own. I think that's something to be admired. But there's also the small thing that he loves to use the N-word and uses too much violence, but one step at a time. We'll take this one by one. Quentin Tarantino is obviously a lover of cinema, and it shows in his work. Like, sometimes it's more subtle than others. Like, I think it was, uh, what's it called? Uh, Insider. The Insider magazine had a YouTube video where they describe just how Tarantino uses how he copies movies, and I think that's worth watching, so store that away later. There are other video essayists and critics who have done great work on Tarantino. Uh, One of my favorite reviews by Leonard Maltin of his recent film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, did a thing where they're basically like, yeah, Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, has great, quote, Tarantino fodder to appease fans, he says. I personally liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I can see how it's not for everyone. And Tarantino has usually made great hits. Like, there are only two films I haven't seen all the way through by him, and those are Jackie Brown in 1997 and Death Proof sometime circa 2006-2007. I want to say 2006, but I'm sure a quick Google search will prove me wrong, so keep that in mind. And Quentin Tarantino, like, other than those hits, I've seen all of his movies. 1992's Reservoir Dogs, 1994's uh, Pulp Fiction, obviously. Uh, 2003-04's Kill Bills, Volume 1 and 2. He counts it as two films. I actually heard a tweet that said something like, if Tarantino has twins with his new wife, he'll claim they're the one person. It's a solid joke. But uh, then I didn't see Death Proof. I saw 2009's Inglorious Bastards. I forgot to mention Jackie Brown was right after Pulp Fiction, so I've seen Pulp Fiction and then Kill Bill as opposed to Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, and Kill Bill. Keep that in mind. And uh, I saw Inglorious Bastards, loved it. Uh, 2012's Django Unchained is really good. And uh, then 2015's The Hateful Eight was also really good, which is <laughs> what this... It's kind of the jumping off point for this long-winded ramble. This rant, let's keep it on brand. And then 2019's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But today, this is mostly a podcast about The Hateful Eight. The thing about it, 
is The Hateful Eight's pretty good. It adds some great Tarantino-ish moments. It's not for everyone because obviously it's predictably violent and uses a lot of N-words, most of it in a historical context, but still. And uh, Tarantino is, like I said, a noted visionary director, or at least a writer-director, an auteur, some would call him. Oh man, I'm going to piss a lot of people off if he's considered a vulgar auteur in the internet now. Who knows anymore? But Tarantino generally produces good work. All of his films I mentioned I loved. Reservoir Dogs is, like I said, brutal, but is an effective heist movie and genre subverting heist movie at that. Pulp Fiction is an effective crime movie with a, that's clearly a love letter to old film noir and other aspects of old Hollywood. Because Tarantino loves cinema. You get it. Uh, and haven't seen Jackie Brown. Kill Bill is generally a pretty good homage to kung fu movies, all things considered. There are some moments that are like, eh, really? But for the most part, it's an effective, stylized revenge flick. But what style, Rotten Tomatoes used to say before they changed the wording a little bit. Inglorious Bastards, like I said, I haven't seen Death Proof. But Inglorious Bastards is an effective war film. And I was watching a Wisecrack video recently. That said something to the effect of, well, it's from the past year. But the Wisecrack video said that Inglorious Bastards said that cinema can change lives. And some people, even a website called Common Sense Media that did a review of it, straight up said that this is a little bit of a naive sentiment. And today especially, given that uh, we haven't we haven't really killed the Nazis, so to speak. Like I said, I'm going to make some people angry with that comment. But uh, there are some people who will get angry because Inglorious Bastards didn't kill the Nazis for good and neither did cinema, as much as I hate to say it. Sorry, Quentin. I love you, but you did not kill the Nazis, and cinema didn't really either. But regardless, Tarantino did a great job with most of these movies, and uh, now we will move on to westerns, because the Hateful Eight is a, the Hateful Eight is a western, straight up. And some would call most westerns made after Blazing Saddles to be considered a revisionist western. So like a genre subverting westerns. Great examples include the movie Logan from 2017, directed by brilliant James Mangold, who came out with a movie called Ford vs. Ferrari recently. And uh, westerns in general are not for everyone because they're kind of revisionist and usually reserved to home video formats. Like, the Criterion Collection probably has a lot of westerns out there. But for the most part, westerns are not a great investment in modern cinema, but they're still good, solid storytelling. In Alaska, recently, there was a film called Sudsy Slim Rides Again. You can find it on IMDb, made by a few people I know. And it's actually... I need to see it, because I love westerns, and I love The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I love Django, and I love Hateful Eight. And especially love Logan, which it's less of a normal western but even then like western is a good genre and i think it's worth examining and we should bring it back the westerns deserve a comeback the main problem i think is after blazing saddles mel brooks he was funny but he failed to realize that people will not take western seriously after that and i understand why they kind of minimize the pain of slaves in the 1800s and also just Minimize the sufferings of Native American. The Lone Ranger, which is a really bad Johnny Depp movie, kind of glossed on it, but even then, that was a box office failure. So, social commentary won't necessarily save the Western, but Django Unchained was pretty profitable. 
And the Hateful Eight kind of addresses this in a matter-of-fact way. Like, America didn't always have the best history, especially not in the Old West. Which is why I think that Westerns shouldn't always function as social commentary. But it should be an effective story like the Westerns of old. They don't always have to self-reference themselves. Uh, some people compare the Marvel movies to Westerns, but I don't think Marvel movies have quite gotten there yet, because they're less self-referential. Deadpool was probably the closest thing that got there. But even that's not a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It wasn't making as much bank as, you know, the Avengers movies. But I wish that the Avengers would take the Deadpool route, because maybe it'll reflect on itself the way Westerns did. The one problem is I think that'll kill the Marvel movies, and Marvel doesn't want that, so... Less, there's going to be less self-reference as time goes on. Uh, with that in mind, we shall talk about Samuel L. Jackson. We're on the full N-word circle now. That basically just means that Quentin Tarantino's aforementioned use of the N-word has been perpetually defended by Samuel L. Jackson. Which is interesting, because he appeared in a Spike Lee movie, and Spike Lee is apparently also not a fan of Quentin Tarantino using the N-word. The fact that Samuel L. Jackson is defending it, I'm not going to touch this with a 10-foot pole because I have no skin in this game. Anyone who sees me will know why. And I'm certainly not going to say the N-word on a podcast. Jeez. But uh, I think that's just worth noting. That's a little sidebar. And Samuel L. Jackson is clearly a competent actor in Tarantino films. I'm not going to tell any of his characters, not even the bad ones, even remotely short. My personal favorite character is obviously the one in Pulp Fiction, because he's probably the second most badass after uh, Hateful Eight. Like, he plays a badass role in The Hateful Eight, but even then, it's not, like, etched in stone, because Samuel L. Jackson is awesome, no doubt. And obviously, most of the movies, whether starring Samuel L. Jackson or not, generally have an ensemble cast, and I think that's another important point. Not as important as the other points, but still an important point. And because time is running out, let's talk about violence in cinema for a little bit. There's no doubt that violence in cinema rules. And Tarantino straight up said that the main reason Thomas Edison, obviously it's debated who created the first cinema camera, but he said that Thomas Edison is, uh, he said the reason Thomas Edison invented the camera was probably to record violence. And I wouldn't totally disagree with that. I do admit violence not be, might not be for everyone, but conflict is available across all storytelling. Unless it's like a documentary, and even then there's a little bit of conflict there. Usually there's a problem a documentary is trying to solve or examine in one form or another. But the thing about it is ensemble casts and violence mean that a lot of them are going to die. I just thought that was a funny thing to say. And uh, ensemble casts are... Nope, not talking about an ensemble cast. I'm talking about violence in cinema. Stay, stay on track, Logan. Jeez. But uh, violence, maybe not for everyone. But the thing about Tarantino's movies is if you like this stuff, I'm not going to convince you to not like it. And if you don't like it, I'm not going to convince you to watch it. So watch what you like. Like I said, art is subjective. And you should keep whatever you're watching in mind. Like, don't just blindly listen to the Rotten Tomato reviews. Figure out what type of movie it is. So the next time you see Midsommar has like an 80 plus percent on Rotten Tomatoes, or The Hateful Eight has a 70 plus percent on Rotten Tomatoes, keep in mind the type of movie you're watching. I mean, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction both have 90 plus Rotten Tomato scores, but 
You shouldn't watch them if you don't like violent crime movies. Anyway, this has been probably the longest rant I've ever done. Uh, that's because I have talking points, but this time. And it also means that I really want to have more to talk about. Like, I want to keep doing these podcasts, and you'll probably be getting this the same week as Clerks. So just keep that in mind. Like, watch what you like, and examine films if you want to, from the subjective, psychological, and personal uh, levels. Oh man, that's our slogan. Well, uh, this has been Logan Land Rants. I'll, uh leave you with the note that if you want to watch The Hateful Eight, a revisionist hyperviolent western with a lot of n-words, go watch it. If you don't, don't watch it. Anyway, that's all. Logan out. <laughs>